Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. If you've only just discovered us, you can find all the links to our social media and previous podcasts at unitedredcast.com. My name is Aaron Paul, guiding you through the next 35 minutes of Manchester United chat. Joining me to my right, uh, Mr. Ian Smith. Right, pal? Yeah, I don't think I've been called Mr. before and I liked it. Do you... Change things up when you're applying for things like Reverend Rabbi. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I usually go for Reverend Father. Give me professor. Father. Give myself a knighthood. Yeah. Things like that. Nice. Um, yeah. Good man. One man who definitely sticks to Mister is Nico. I can't pronounce his surname. <laughs> Vich. Uh, how are you, pal? I'm all right. You good. You good. Tatarovich. 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 We get it. We'll work Listen on that. Listen to it. Hear it. Just forget it. It's not worth it. Uh, One thing that's fresh in our minds is last night's defeat at the Emirates to the hands of Arsenal. Now, look, I've got friends who are Scousers, Chelsea fans, Spurs fans, uh, Everton fans, you name it, fans of all other clubs apart from Arsenal. And do you know what the one unanimous thing they agree on is? Arsenal are insignificant. So it hurts when you lose to them. Mm. How did you feel watching that? I was gutted yesterday, but... I also realise we've just been on a ridiculous run and that's a very hard away game. Even even when they're not... You never expect to beat them away, but we have a good record against them. But I, I had a feeling, to be honest, and even though I thought I was ready for it, it's still a... I thought we were... I thought we were going to pull one back. Yeah. Even when we were 2-0 down. Yeah. But even though we didn't, I still think... In the, if the next in the next game, if we were in the same position, I would still believe that we've got it in us to win. So I'm trying to be positive about it. Ian, doesn't the song go, we'll beat him at home and we'll beat him away? Why well, don't we? I don't know. I, I guess people, maybe maybe song lyrics don't affect reality as much as we've, we <laughs> Ollie's thought, at the wheel, we though. thought they did. I know. <laughs> what annoyed me most is that Arsenal's, whoever does Arsenal's Twitter admin just went insane. Um, so they were tweeting like, Emery's at the wheel... And all that kind of stuff, no, and Erzul's no, no. tweeting about the dance floor and all that kind of stuff. It's just he's um, insignificant as well. He's off in the summer. He'll end yeah. up in Hebei, China, Fortune, or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think Nico's right. It was such an incredible run, but I just thought I yeah I did, I couldn't see us winning for something after PSG. It's too much of a too much of a climax that um, yeah. it's all, it's almost say. too good to be true to then beat Arsenal as well it seemed when that easy. video went round showing all the different ex-players and or injured players celebrating and yeah it was like a montage it was like you don't do a montage for getting into the quarterfinals 
of the Champions League. You do if you've only got there once in the last well, nine or ten yeah. years. <laughs> we, we have, we have would, given would, it the big one, though, haven't we? I, I, don't know, I was surprised to see, you know, obviously they were just being supportive, but to see Cantona and Fergie and everyone mm. making it out like, like almost like we'd won a trophy... I think I think it was like and you know they'll be celebrating tonight. Let them enjoy it. All that. It's like do you know what? Just maybe maybe they lost their heads a little bit. I think I think mm. there was some exhaustion there yesterday. Yeah, like yeah. they were sloppy as well in the second half. You watch mm. how they're tacked, and I was throwing things mm. at the screen because you know they 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 look like you know that final killer final killer pass was just missing. Mm. Pogba's mm. playing on the left as well in four four two at the beginning. I think that's one of the first times, like, um, sometimes get it at the end of, like, Fergie's run when you'd see a formation and some of the players and think, he's gone a bit mad here. <laughs> but um, Pogba on the left was the first time with Solskjaer, I thought, why is, he, why is he doing that? This seems like a bit of a waste. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was just, I, I thought we would get it back to one all before Aubameyang... Um, what do you make of the penalty? penalty? Oh, I do. Have, I don't think that was a penalty. But I, the ref is in. It looked like a penalty. It's only with VAR that I, I don't think that would have been given mm. on VAR. Same. But we can't Soft. complain about it's penalties, calmer, can isn't we? It's calmer. Yeah, well, this week, right. I, you know, that's the first thing that went through my head was, well, you know, we had one. We, go, we had one go for us mm. the other night. Yeah, that soft. I'll take it. But then it was. It was also. It was early on, wasn't it? Oh no, that's, that was the second goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The first goal. What was it? I mean, Klopp's been out blaming the wind, and you know we mm. we know that the Liverpool yeah. manager has a thing about weather conditions. Um, can we blame the wind for De Gea's goal? Was he just not concentrating? Uh, the press talking to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the game um, talked about how he potentially was distracted by a new contract. Mate, the contract weren't flying at him no, as a ball. You know, yeah, yeah. What, what was the score? It's just was it just one of those one of it those sort of lacks in judgment? I think they were a bit yeah. hard on him that saying that he's. It did. It did. It did have some shift on it, didn't it? Mm. I know it didn't go far, mm. but yeah, I thought you know it's a mistake, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not worried. If looks... we're going to start worrying about De Gea, then you know, then mm. could unpick the whole team, couldn't yeah, you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's allowed. He's allowed the odd mistake. It was annoying that Klopp. When Klopp blamed the wind, my first thought was. You fucking idiot, blaming the fucking wind. And then when I saw that goal went in, I was like, nah, shit, I can't blame the wind now. <laughs> no, no, I had a go at him for that. I'll tell you what, though, if he did blame the wind at Wolves, I'm trying to remember what the other game was that he blamed it because he's he had two, he's had two with wind really? and one else is with something else, like maybe. It's always windy when they lose. No, else. You got wind in yeah. Germany. But Wolves is actually a notoriously windy ground. Oh, and and I'll tell you that from experience because I've seen like you know them you know when like they got a wind machine no you know but you know like that no that's West Ham they got a bubble machine but you <laughs> know like one of the tops of the stands is like at road level really and like it's just like it's you get sort of like a mini typhoon inside like Molyneux like so one time I was there for a game after the game doing all like the post match and all that with the managers and like you know the groundsman's come and he's like started brushing the pitch and all mm. that getting it ready for the next game and then suddenly this massive gust of wind comes and all the crap from the inside the stadium bowl wrappers bottles everything mm. that must just happen all flies the time. on the pitch and he went nuts because no they usually put a cover on it all right they put a cover on it and clear it all away so you never know there might actually be uh wind at wolves um 
Going one back of, to yesterday's game. One of the fans got blown onto the pitch at one point, right into Chris Marlin's face. Yeah, well. <laughs> so I had a done if I was in court. Yeah, yeah um, blew me. I was at the Second City Derby yesterday. Oh, and, yeah. And saw the, saw, saw the man Did emerge you? from the left. Yeah. Uh, he's been jailed for 14 weeks. It's an absolute shambles. And, I, you know, with, with Jack Grealish, mm. he's going to be a hated fear for Birmingham and City fans because he's, he's equivalent to like Steven Gerrard to us, oh. you know. Um, mm. But what's you know it's good. something in the back of the head do you if you're yeah, but, but hold yeah, on yeah. He, he could have had a knife or something the, 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 the day and age we live in right now you know yeah, yeah. it would have been really worrying if he, he'd had a knife or something like oh, that yeah. you know? but it's always mm. been that's always been there there's, there's been idiots running on the pitch forever haven't there but mm. you know it's not like hooliganism's a new thing it's just it's, to me my first thought was why is it don't mean this in a flippant way but why is it taking so long mm. for someone the last, the only thing I can remember like that, obviously there's been idiots there and like a keeper will like knock someone over or whatever, mm. but Brian Clough like twatting fans in the face. Yeah, yeah. When they ran on the pitch and he was saying, get off the pitch. Yeah. But I find it, it weird that crazy, it's never happened it? yeah, before yeah. when you think how many idiots there are. I know, just like, the numbers. There's, there's going to be, how many actual proper idiots are there in, in the ground? There there's got to be a good... A good 200 proper lunatics in any do, do you remember yeah. there was a City fan that went for Rio and Joe Hart was holding him by the throat? Right, mm. really? Joe Hart yeah. was holding him by the throat going, don't do something stupid, don't yeah. do something stupid. He yeah. was going to go for Rio. Joe Hart wouldn't have been able to hold him now. Yeah. No. The form is in. <laughs> He's never seen since. Slip right through nothing. his hands. Yeah. Um, looking back at that Arsenal game once again, um, one of the most disappointing things, again, as someone who I'm increasingly becoming impatient about is Anthony Martial who, when you're 3-0 up, looks great, but when you're 2-0 down, just mm. cuts a really frustrating figure. And he makes this, like, sort of, you know, this this face that could be resonated with, like, an emoji, just like, yeah. you know, the, well, yeah, what am I doing? Face. Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The f- what am I doing? You, you notice his face more than his legs, I'll say that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any... Lukaku does that a lot sometimes as well. If, like, if he doesn't get the ball to his feet... You even see it when someone scores. Mm. Like, um, the it'll be, like, cut back, so it's behind him. And he's already putting his hands up as in like, what the fuck? And it goes to another player in this sky. And he's like, mm. oh, right. Because Sanchez did that a lot at Arsenal and still does it when he plays at United. Just that like looking annoyed. I must say, I mean, I do like Martial, but he does look arsey. Oh, but yeah. Ash- I think uh, he's, Rashford. He's sad. They called him Ashford then. Rashford's attitude is unbelievable. It's like he's... Mm. He's in mission mode. He's like a soldier in it. Do you know but what I mean? Is, yeah. is, is there a discussion point over the fact that Rashford is a homegrown player, is a Manchester United fan? Martial, we don't know who he supports, let's be fair. Uh, mm. It'll probably emerge in a few years that, you know, he supports Real Madrid because everyone mm. supports Where Real was it? Where's he from? Mm. I mean, um, we know he's French. France, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to guess that if he was playing for his local team, he'd still have an arsey face. Yeah, well, mm. yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I went to the PSG first leg. And down that left-hand flank, I really felt for Luke Shaw, who, by the way, has just yeah, he's become one brilliant. of our best players. He's, mm. he's got, you can see why they spent £30 million on him all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes you forget as well, we don't have another left-back. Mm. Where's, where's Borthwick Jackson these days? Yeah, yeah, Borthwick Jackson. Didn't they send him off somewhere? Yeah, he's like Carl Arlo, he, yeah, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got Dimitri loaned out. Dimitri Mitchell's... Somewhere else as well. I think. He used to ping a decent ball in both of Jackson. Mm. You know, like he was really good at crossing. Yeah, the under Van Van Gaal. I mean, that's the one good thing when when Van Gaal was there. You just think we've got an absolute squad of youngsters here. Got Tyler Blackett, Callum Gribbin. Yeah, Every, well, even when we had um, when we were we were talking before we came here about when we finished like sixth or seventh, but won the Europa League. 
when Josh Harrop come on, when Mourinho put Josh Harrop on, who scored, I don't know if he scored two, but he, he scored a great goal. And you're like, all oh, these youngsters we got, and then Harrop just. I, I remember, went. I remember Rashford's debut against Midgetland. Oh yeah, in, in, the, in the Europa League, and it's like Midgetland. number sixty-seven, Reagan Paul. It's like, oh great, lovely. You know, you have all these mm. random names coming up, um, and and it, you felt quite attached to them, you know. Um, but yeah, just going back onto Martial, what's what's the future going to be like for him? He signed a new deal at the club. Is he going to be someone who's going to always be a bit of a hindrance rather than a help to Oli mm. or the new manager? I think he's a centre-forward as well. Yeah, I know he's good on the wing at getting past people, but I think a winger needs more than what he's got. I don't think he can, like... Ping we don't a seem ball, to have like... proper wingers anymore. We just have mm. forwards that there isn't room for in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But so they Ra- get shoved out on the sides. You feel like Rashford can put in an incredible ball. And like even like some of Dallas crossing was yeah. was really good. But I don't think Martial's he can run past people. But yeah, I, I think he's a centre forward. I think we need I think we need like a couple of wingers. Mm. Uh well. You're listening to the Manchester United Redcars. We're going to be uh, looking back at the game against PSG. What a night for the Reds in the Parc de Prince. I'm going to be asking Ian and Nico about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his future, and that interesting interview with Gary Neville uh, following the full-time whistle. Plus, uh, where that performance ranks in the greatest nights in Manchester United uh, European history. This is the Manchester United Redcars. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast. If you're in the UK and fancy a flutter, you can check out uh, offers, odds and specials for Redcast listeners at bet.unitedredcast.com. My name's Aaron Paul. I'm here uh, with Nico and Ian. Um, gents, let's look back at the game against PSG. I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I was just like, nah, you know what? It'll be another one of them really tough United away days you know when you're just sitting there staring dully at a scream at someone lump a ball in and mm. so I was just head it away and that's it really that you know it just it just sort of fades away into darkness I did not expect that though mm. I don't know I I didn't think we would lose I but I thought we would draw or Do you I mean think, before the game yeah before the game I thought it would be like one all nil nil or one nil to United I, I didn't think they would go through but I, I didn't think they would lose I don't know why, but I just thought I thought there's a chance PSG would just bottle it. Really? Yeah, I just I, th- I thought it was going to be hard, but I thought that we mm. would. I thought that there would just be loads of fight in it, and uh, if as long as we came out of it having scrapped to mm. not be humiliated, I was going to be reasonably happy with that. Yeah, I, that's what I thought was all we could hope for, really. And that's how the game felt like it was going, you know what I mean? Mm. Even when we... So it's like 1-0. 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, one, 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 one. So when we got the second one, I kind of started thinking, well done, you know, like, you know, we've given a good account of ourselves here, but I still thought they had too much. Mm. Yeah, well, I thought they right, had too much until about 10 minutes to go. And I honestly thought, I thought something's happening here. Yeah, and yeah. something that's the thing that this thing that we've all been talking about of having the soul of United sort of feeling like it's back in some yeah. slightly weird, indefin- undefinable way. 
um, it felt like the game just was there. And when, when they hit the post, I thought, we're going to win this. Yeah, yeah. I was shitting myself when they scored the second goal and Di Maria scored it. And yeah. the fact that he scored it and it was offside was just even better, even yeah, yeah, sweeter. Yeah, that was oh, I mean, so I, I, I had to do a gig um, when the match was on. So I, could, I was only going to get out at like 60 minutes. So as soon as I got off stage, refreshed BBC Sport. Because when I saw it was 2-1 United, I wasn't like shocked. I just thought, fucking like it's on. Mm. Just ran to the pub. But the, yeah, the, um, the worst one was Mbappe one-on-one with the yeah, head. Yeah, That's yeah. when I thought, because I, 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 I haven't felt like that watching a match wasn't it after so that? Long. Like the, my heart yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. In, yeah. in my chest, like, yeah. And when, yeah. when he went through, and then the tackle from Smaller, I thought yeah. Smaller might have given any yeah. other day. Smaller might have given away a penalty. Yeah. And well, then when they it, hit though. the post, like, I just thought, how composed were they though? You think about it. You're, mm. you're spotting about Smalling. To be honest, you look at Smalling and De Gea. I had more confidence De Gea to come out and yeah. do a bit of a job. On, on Mbappe, Smalling, no chance. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that show. Me and my pals call him Roger now. Do you, know, do, you know, do you remember Sister Sister? Back on Nickelodeon in the 90s. No. Do, you, do you remember our producer, do you remember Sister Sister in the 90s? No? Well, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. If you know Sister Sister, yeah, he looks like 90s, Roger. Mate. He looks like Roger from Sister Sister. Google it, you'll find out. He actually looks <laughs> exactly like him. But just, you know, he, he stayed very composed. And, and, you know, you look at players like McTominay, Pereira... How oh, yeah. good were they? How good. unbelievable! And the fact that Fred, we were scrapping, we mm. were scrapping with ten minutes to go, and then, well, I know, like with five minutes to go, a second sub came on. But you know, there was like a couple of couple of, you know, proper inexperienced players on there, mm. it's pissing it down, and it's a proper scrap. And oh, yeah. it was the fact that hitting the post, and then the fact that it was a penalty, and all the drama around the penalty, and all that. It, mm. That's what heightened it all. It was like. The best bit was hearing Ash Young afterwards going, we were telling the referee to hurry the fuck up because we wanted to take the corner. Yeah, we, no one realised. They were like, oh, really? okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Penalty, yeah, yeah, crack on, as, crack on. As <laughs> soon as, when that went to VAR, my first thought was like, what, this is horrible because get all that hope and then they're not going to give a penalty. But when, when, yeah. I, when I saw that replay, I was 100%. That, and I know people say it's not really a penalty, but I, I thought they're 100% giving it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd it hit that. his arm and yeah, he's, he's jumped to move his back. But if, if you if you turn your back, your arm he's turned his back and spread his body out. I just thought, yeah, it's a hundred percent. Well, he's thrown his arm it. around there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's not like he didn't know he didn't he had an arm. Mm. He knew exactly what he, he knew did. exactly how many yeah, arms. Yeah, I mean, he was making himself bigger. <laughs> I don't like VAR. Well, I didn't like VAR. Now I no, love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I loved it then. Uh, I would have loved I'm it. I'm not sure about it. Well. I like mistakes. Mm. It gives you it gives you talking points. Everyone's still moaning about it anyway. Yeah, as you see, yeah, apparently there's a petition. PSG have done a petition to try and get United knocked out because of um, the regulations for the numbers on the back of the shirt. Because a picture went viral that Greenwood had PSG numbers on the back of his shirt really? because they weren't expecting him to play, so they hadn't printed a number on his back, so he had to use a PSG printer. So they were like, "Oh, that's against." Regulations. If you look, well, I'll tell you at, what. If they're going to do that, we'll submit a counter petition to really look in depth at their FFP. You know, sort of oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. bits and pieces. Chuck City in there while you're at hashtag it. Hashtag oil yeah. rich. Hashtag Etihad yeah. sponsorship. How mm. much oil is there left? It's not that much. Is well, it? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure my my uh, science teacher. <laughs> 
1980 something, he says, giving his age away, was like, right, guys, there's this much gas, there's this much oil, and all of it made us all look at each other and go, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and there can't, be, there can't be more of it. I mean, they, they stopped... Fracking. They, you got they, your fracking. They stopped yeah. building council estates with gas connections because of it. Right enough. This is what you know? people, I think, listen to this podcast for. Yeah. To find out what's going on with the fossil fuels. Look, yeah, Brexit's on the way. Stop fossil stocking. fuels. Fossil fuels are dominating S- football. Stock yeah. up on logs. Gas Brexit's prompt. on the way. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting political. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it is annoying when they do that when they're sponsored by the owners and they use that to offset the. Um, it's like, oh yeah, we spent 100 million on transfers, but we got an 80 million uh, sponsorship deal from. Oh, the, the brilliant thing is I, the stadium I went to yesterday was called the St. Andrews, St. Andrews Trillion Trophy Asia Stadium. I was like, really? That really, that rolls off the tongue. Oh, it's yeah, lovely. Yeah. That. It's yeah. brilliant, you know, Trillion Trophy mm. Asia. Great. Um, but yeah, you, you just look at it and some, some of the sponsorship deals are... are Name the stadium oh, yeah. after a trophy. I said, no, that's the company name. So if you go on Company's House, it's actually called Trillion Trophy. That's the official One company name. One way of getting it. a trophy, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a billionaire, I'd make my home team's ground. I'd change the name of the ground to the Ian Smith Let's All Have a Good Time Stadium. <laughs> and I'd have my face on the, on their shirts. Crack on, mate. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's not going to happen, but... It'll be fun. Yeah, try my fun. best. Um... In regards to, to, to PSG, where does that rank in terms of your, your recent United history? Because you think about it, some of the great Europa League nights we've had over the past few years. Liverpool was mm. a shambles. Uh, Celta Vigo, um, for me, was a personal achievement because that was the day I finished writing my dissertation on, mm. on, on football and the ownership of football. And I, I drove to Manchester very, 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 very tired mm. and saw one of the worst games in the history of football. Well, it's not been fun, yeah. has it? I know that there was a couple of good results along the way, like post-Ferguson, but I literally went, I went to Fergie's last game and I, and I made sure that I was there and cried and all that because I knew what was coming. Did you, did I just thought, I just thought, I was, I was, and I'm sort of, I was at peace and still am at peace so I still am at peace with um, the fact that you don't get a period like that as a football fan. You don't, you don't expect mm. to get that to continue or to get it more than once. So in the last few years, it has been like getting in a cold bath on it every time you go, mm. what, about, what about Bayern under Moyes? When, we were so poor. Whenever, we so whenever I scored that volume, <laughs> we had a chance. I, I remember that brief moment of thinking, go on, Moyes, prove them all wrong, win the Champions League. But that didn't last very no long. No but I had happen. that for like five minutes of thinking. The, re- the rest of the European under, under LVG, it was shit. Mourinho was shit. Like, mm. when you think about it. The final, Europa League final Even was that nice. was just... See... That was a breeze. It was, it was too easy. See, the thing with that victory the other night is that it doesn't compare with anything that happened in between the first time we won the league... Or even before that, actually, when we won the European Cup Winners' Cup with like Mark Hughes yeah. and whatever, right in in Rotterdam, that was like oh something exciting and news happening. And everything that happened after that was us going up and up and up and was amazing. Mm. And then right until Ferguson ending, so I can't compare the other night, however good it was. Personally, I can't compare it with anything that happened in that in the in like mm. the golden era. For me, you have to put it. You have to put it with. Um, other times when we were yeah, shit, but yeah. then we happened to do something good. Because the treble is the pinnacle. Well, like, I mean, um, but yeah, 
That, it the just treble, felt like the, we needed. I mean, that you, European so much. wise, the treble was obviously the treble you know, mm. uh, incredible. Domestically, for me, 06, 07 was such a big season for us. Mm. Um, no strikers. We had Louis Saha with you know knees made of paper mache. Yeah. Mm. Wayne Rooney just getting beaten up every two minutes. Signed mm. you know four hundred year old Henrik Larsson, and we were desperate to claw the title back from mm. from Mourinho. But you know, one thing that I, I feel that has, has has come back since Ollie's coming in, especially with that PSG performance, was we've got a bit of our identity back. And I think, you know, oh, yeah. in, in, in the sanitised world of the Premier League, you look at a lot of the clubs and a lot of people talk to me about the Swansea's, the Villas of this world, uh, Birmingham City, other, you know, these sort of big clubs who have come into the Premier League playing decent football, have played decent football, and then start just trying to survive, losing their identity. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then just basically getting done by the fact that they're playing in the Santos League and end up dropping out of it. We're not going to drop out of it. Got enough money to, to, to crack us on. But it just felt we'd completely lost everything about totally. us. Totally. And that yeah. is why I am more bothered about... At this point, I, would, I want us to keep going what we've got going by keeping Solskjaer. I think that's more important than finishing fourth. Mm. keeping the feeling and then kicking on next year and, you know, maybe being able to buy a couple of people or or get a few of the young players back who are on loan and then be United again and see how that goes. Yeah. The transfer window's big for him. Eh? Woodward's got it. Well, let's be fair. First and foremost, yeah. let's, let's look at the fact that, you know, is, is he your man for it? Gary Neville, after the PSG game, went straight in and was like, how long do you want your contract for? Yeah, all no, that, yeah, all yeah. that. Great interview. Um, is he your man? He yeah. has to be at the moment. I, I think, I mean, well, they talked about Zidane. So, one, Zidane's got Real Madrid. Two, I would not want Zidane at no. United because, like, he's won with an incredible team. And then I, I, I get no understanding of what his thought process is. Why you wouldn't want to be in charge of rebuilding at Real Madrid? Yeah, you might get sacked or something, but with all the resources, and you've still got a core of an incredible team, and he was just, it's like he went, oh, that's going to be an hard work. Mm. And they now it's come back. They struggled in the league, though, under him, didn't they? They, mm. weren't, they weren't amazing in the league. It was yeah, just yeah. the European Cup that they managed to absolutely go for it, and well done for mm. beating Liverpool last week. Po- Pochettino is the only, yeah. mani- the only manager Nuno? that I think has any, no... He, I think he's a future Chelsea manager. He's got the cut of a future yeah, Chelsea yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah. But he? still, think, I think if you give it to him, I think you should give it to Solskjaer, you know, because they've equal experience. Yeah, he's done well in the Premier League, but he's done well with like a big, big budget at that club and stuff. So, like, I think Pochettino or like um, Allegri, who's leaving Juventus, isn't he? Um, is he. Quitting Juventus after this season? I'm not sure. Is that? There's been but, chat about it, yeah. But like, um, yeah, my, my only worry is that if, if United don't make the top four, then it's going to be harder for them to make transfers and make life easier for Solskjaer. And then it'll just be speculation about Pogba. Going. Yeah, but then next year, I'd rather we were just trying to be solid in the league anyway. Oh, so... So all right, so we might I. not have the Champions League squad. But is that going to matter if we're not in the Champions League anyway? Yeah, but if we're in the Europa League, it's going to drain us again. But yeah, but then you can use that. Players, yeah, but then then you do the old use, you know, like proper use the squad and let Mm. let, Twanzabies, Fosumenses. Yeah, not in an arrogant way, but in order to get give them experience. Gomez, Chong, Greenwood, all these lot. I mean, for, for, for me personally, I looked at last week and, and the Antonio Valencia announcement, the fact that they're not going to be renewing his contract. Mm. It's quite a big thing from Solskjaer himself in the sense of 
you know, I think everyone's talked about Mourinho and LVG and how they kept Dross like Valencia. Valencia hasn't crossed the ball for a long, long time. He mm. hasn't beaten a man mm. since before he broke his leg in 2012. Mm. Um, you know, the Fellaini's of this world, you know, a lot of people had question marks yeah. over Yashi Young, Jones, Smalling, how no one had the balls to get rid of him this year and no one wanted to get rid of him. Mm. I feel this is a big statement in the sense of he's, he's sort of our club captain. He is our club captain, isn't he? Mm. That, and, and Solskjaer's turned around and, and, and said, you know what, pal, you're, you're not in the plans for next year. Solskjaer's always also come out and said that he's in the photos for next year, the, you know, the media marketing yeah, yeah. photos yeah, for next yeah. year, which is, you know, uh, quite a hint. But it's going to be a big, big, big window, um, whatever happens in the summer. Let's move on to this weekend's game. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers, a 5-8 to eight kickoff on a Saturday night. Are we going to see you on a dance floor Saturday night watching United? Me, one on, eye, me yeah. on a dance floor? Yeah. Bloody hell, mate. We're going back a bit here, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry. The only dance floor I ever get on is a, a wedding. And now I'm so old that no one's getting married anymore. Everyone's just getting divorced. Well, that out. Divorce parties. Divorce <laughs> parties are the way. Um, how important is the FA Cup for Ollie to win something would be uh, uh, an incredible achievement, you know, in what's been a real season of two halves. Mm. How important is this time? I think, and I, I reckon this is an unpopular opinion, but... I this season I don't really care too much about the FA Cup. Like I think it would be amazing if, if Solskjaer could could win it, but I I do think like as much as it shouldn't matter, I think getting Champions League football would make life so much easier for Solskjaer and the club going forward. That as long as it doesn't get in the way of mm. that's my main mm. thought is as long as it doesn't get in the way of the league mm. and as long as City don't get the treble. I don't mind if they get three trophies but don't win the Champions League. But if they get the treble as well, that's one. that's a huge iconic part of our history yeah. that is not wiped out, but it's it's been equal. You want to win a trophy? Like, oh yeah. But I I would I would rather we got scraped fourth, and I'd rather we scraped fourth than win the FA Cup, purely because of what I think it would mean for the future that we'll be able to compete more with Solskjaer in, in the future of that. Nicole, FA Cup, are you up for the cup? Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like to win it just just to get one on, on the board and give him that buzz. But mm. a month ago, I was thinking, right, well, we may or may not end up fourth, but it'd be nice for him to win a cup just while he's here, thinking that he still might, that we might be getting yeah, rid yeah. of him. But now, I just, I'm just, I'm already thinking about next season, to be honest. Mm. I just want them to continue with the atmosphere that we've got. It doesn't matter. You know, we might get pipped to fourth. I don't think that's a disaster. Mm. I just think Ed, Ed Woodward is the person whose job should be at risk. If we don't make it into yeah. the top four, we can all he needs to make, he needs to use stuff like buyback clause on Depay, get the best players from clubs who won't mind playing Europa. Like even Sancho? Bring, so I I read something that I agreed with. Like Sancho is going to cost like a hundred million, and I yeah, he's a young English player, but who knows whether that's his only good season? I would 100 get hundred million. That's what they say. Nothing should be a hundred million. I'd chuck, I'd chuck twenty-five million at Alderweireld. I'd put fifty yeah, on twenty-five because he's available for twenty-five now. Mm. Yeah, it's that. the activate. Yeah, yeah. Go and get twenty-five. I'm not spending a hundred million pounds on, on anything. Yeah, you'd get Zaha for fifty million. Oh, you want him back? Bloody hell, you want... But he's a, might as well bring Fellaini back from China. Yeah, China, but Zaha's know? like... Um, I think Zaha's a safer bet for a squad 
of for what we need. I'll go for Jansen Sancho. Go, go and rescue him. Mm. And Depay, you could get him back if he. Depay is an interesting one, isn't it? I he, feel he's I feel risky, like, but it's an odd one that. But he, it's been talked about as well, isn't it? It's, yeah, it has t- flashes where it's incredible. I just think rather than trying to spend a hundred million on one kid as good as he is, I think you could get three players. Go and chuck fifteen million pound on Ruben Neves from Wolves. Mm. Knows the Premier League streetwise. Knows what he's doing. Quality player. I tell you, who I'd like as well. Who shouldn't cost that much? Ward, Ward Prowse. When you've got a thin midfield, not a first team player, but like homegrown as well. Yeah, I would absolutely have Ward Prowse as like your kind of rotation every now and then because he's he's just a solid young midfielder who's at a shit club who you would have thought you could get for like twenty million. I'll tell you, I, I hate transfer rumours and I hate the papers in <laughs> yeah, the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst part of the year. Let's let's sack off the transfer rumours and talk about Champions League rumours. Friday the 15th uh, is the uh, the day of the draw for the quarterfinal. Spurs, Ajax, Manchester United, uh, Porto, Manchester City or Schalke, Bayern or Liverpool, Atletico, Juventus, Barcelona or Lyon uh, are the, uh, the names in the hat. Who do you want? Porto. And that's the unanimous choice. <laughs> mm. Or good memories against them. Yeah. Or Ajax, because I I feel like it's a bit like PSG then to Arsenal. I don't think they're going to destroy Real Madrid and then destroy another team. Mm. Be interesting to see how Barcelona get on against Lyon. Mm. Mm. They're, they're nil nil at the moment in their their game. It's aggregate nil nil. Yeah, is, is there anyone who you really feel has got the magic at the moment? Because we sort of thought it was PSG, didn't we? Yeah, I'm re- ba- Bayern. I think. Uh, on the up as yeah, well. Yeah, well, Bayern are never going to let you down, are they? I'm mm. buzzing to see how they're going to just absolutely bust the scousers. Just really want it done. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's just get it get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. Porto do. Ajax is the Van der Sar derby. They can conclude a deal for a delict while they're there. Then, you know, we killed two birds with one stone. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, get, I'm get Van der Sar. I'd love him as technical director. What about Monchi? I was just about to bring up the point of Monchi. Obviously, uh, Roma parting company with their manager this week. They brought Claudio Ranieri, who looks so bemused. I don't know if you've seen the picture of him <laughs> next to the Roma logo. Mm. He looks genuinely like bemused going... Hold on a minute, I was sacked eight days ago. I thought, yeah. what am I doing back How here? How have I pulled this off? Um, but Looking yeah, they, they, they've well. got rid of Monchi. Mm. I mean, if Arsenal go and get him, that would be a shambles because Arsenal ain't got the money to back him. Mm. United have got the money to back him. He's got to be done. I don't know much about him, to be to be honest. I think, like, I look at people like... I look at, like, Van, Van der Sar and, like, a past, like, uh, United player. And Ajax is incredible with, like, the youth that they have. I think I'd like an old United player. Schmeichel wants it. He's never done it before, though. That's, I did agree with... Gary, Gary Neville said something where, before what happened with Solskjaer, he was saying United need the best in place everywhere. Like, if you're having a technical director, you need the best technical director you can get. So, as much as Solskjaer has done well, I, I wouldn't have Schmeichel if he's got no experience being a technical director. Uh Nico, very quickly, uh, LVG has retired today. We're, we're sitting on uh, Monday the 11th um, and it's emerged this afternoon that Louis van Gaal has confirmed mm. his, his retirement prior to some, some terrible rumours that were flying around a couple of years ago mm. that he'd retired. He hasn't seemed to shake off the United curse. I mean, he came in looking fresh-faced. He had some nice low-light sure stuff. that. Proper low lights done. Do you, do you, do you remember when he, when he was being announced? When yeah. it grabbed the groundsman by his head and all yeah. that. Um, and, and he looked a broken man when he left United he at Wembley that day. He did. Um, your favourite LVG moment? Well, it's got to be when he fell over, hasn't it? I mean, he's a top, top, top coach, you know. And we all thought what we were getting was 
proper steady hand. Especially with but the World Cup. It was just his communication was just so odd and so off. Mm. It just didn't translate. And I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I'm, all I can think is that maybe he was already a bit past his best and getting slowing down a bit as a as a man. If you know what I mean. I don't mean that too harshly, but but actually the best moment is when he sort of went Louis Van Gaal's yes. army when he did the, the chant that Louis Van Gaal's <laughs> yeah. army, yeah, and I really yeah, felt yeah. for him. There was moments where he was just like, oh my God, he's just like your mad uncle. What, what, when he started mm. talking about sadomasochism in the tunnel once, <laughs> about someone yeah. grabbing Fellaini's hair. Yeah. You know, you only do that in sadomasochism, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he was brilliant. I think the Mike Smalling incident that happened a couple of times as yeah, well. Yeah. Now, this is my third captain, Mr. Mike Smalling. And someone goes, <laughs> Chris, by the way, and he goes, oh yeah, Chris, sorry. Yeah. You know, um, he well, was he, funny. He, was he funny. brought us Rashford as well. That's got to be... He was funny, but everyone was laughing at us. That isn't funny. Mm. And that's yeah. what that's what stopped. Yeah. And that's why I do think Ollie's the man. The the managers that we've had since Ferguson made me dislike the club, not the club, but the people in charge. Because mm. I thought I thought, oh, I don't know why we've given it to Moyes this easily. Mm. And then with Louis Van Gaal, like as much as yeah, the football wasn't great. I thought the way that ended was. I thought it was a bit shameful, really. Win the FA Cup, yeah, and then we sat. I agree, yeah. All the rumours were apparently around, his so. wife. His wife found out um, because someone was talking about it in a lift. So she's at Wembley in a lift oh my God. after yeah, United yeah. won the FA Cup, and his wife found out first. And his he he was very angry at the fact that his wife and his daughter had found out. Yeah, before. I, I thought it was disgusting how the club treated yeah. him. Fair enough, let him go, but still, it was it was. Proper business and snide yeah, was, and horrible. It was grim. And Mourinho, it did all right, but he wasn't like the fit that you look back. I just, yeah, I thought Lou Van Gaal wasn't great, but he did bring through some youth, which is what we keep banging on about is a philosophy we want. And we did all sort of slaughter him a bit to the end, but especially the the technical staff just like, like thanks for the FA Cup and then twisted the knife into his spine a bit. Mm. Yeah, um, well, don't forget Giggsy was part of that technical stuff. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, gents, we are up for the cup. 7.55 kickoff on Saturday evening. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Manchester United. How's it going to go? Oh, I think we're going to... I think we'll win. We'll I, win I think 2-1. Two, 2-0? Two two I'm going 3-1 United. Oh, yeah. Romelu Lukaku to grab two again. He likes it like against it. the smaller clubs. He does. He yeah. does. He's, he looks good. He looks mm. good. Uh, gents, He's a big lad. Thank you very much for joining me, Nico and uh, Ian, with me. Thank you, the man on the dials as well. And thank you to listening, uh, well, for listening to the Manchester United Redcast. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.